0: Welcome to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. Whether you're listening live on the Community Radio Network or via podcast, here's the show where you learn from experts, be inspired by journeys and discover more about making your small business a success. I'm Alexi Boyd, broadcaster, advocate and small business owner. Let's meet today's guests. So many would say 2020 may not have been the perfect time when it comes to setting up an art gallery in suburban Sydney, but it was the perfect time to bring together community community support local small business, and offer a platform for creative minds to flourish in a difficult time. So realistically, it was the perfect time to establish a suburban art gallery. So what does it take to set up a creative space in the middle of a pandemic and make it a success? With a background as a teacher, artist, and creative, Melanie knows how creativity can both foster innovation and support the community. As she states, the art-making process nourishes, challenges, provokes, humbles, and provides grounding and perspective. Coupled with a desire to provide artists with a space to shine, Melanie recognised the potential of the Epping community and the resilience of its artists to create a space in which the whole community could benefit and prosper. Today, she hopes to help other businesses to learn from her experience, her innovation and her creative success. Welcome to the show, Melanie.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's really awesome to have you in the studio. I love having people in the studio because it means that I can, uh, I can speak to them <laughs> as opposed to uh, onlining with them or whatever it is, the words yeah. that we're using at the moment. But it is lovely to have you in the studio. So firstly, tell me a little bit about the gallery um, and, and how you got it set up, but also why that space? Why suburbia? 2020
1: interesting so well we opened the doors on the 28th of september 2019 uh we had no idea what was ahead um we had a month of you know everything sort of flowed organically and then things got um you know we had a really horrible summer with the fires and uh, floods and then um the lovely COVID. Um, <laughs> I've
0: never heard anybody else describe it as the lovely COVID. Decided um, to drop out. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, you, you you start a small business and and after twenty years of dreaming and waiting and and um, planning, and then you know you're, you're hit with this, you know the C word challenge. Um, beyond what I'd ever imagined. Uh, you know, I spent many months teaching myself how to put together a, a website and uh, sourcing um, or seeking out different talented uh, artists and teachers who could facilitate, you know, and um, different mediums, different lessons, who were passionate, who shared the same vision as myself. Um, I did a lot of research in, into that and, and also went with, you know, my, my gut um, and surprisingly, and, and, uh, you know, I feel so blessed that organically it all just came together and people seemed to find me and we all, uh, were just aligned and, uh, which provided, you know, such differentiation in, in regard to, um, an opportunity for people to connect with art on so many different levels from every angle. Like they, they seem to not be, anything that was thrown at me in terms of, you know, oh, I'd like to try oils or I'd like to try drawing or I'd like to try photography. Every time someone suggested something, I was really inspired to sort of um, research it and seek someone out who could facilitate and differentiate. Um, And all of this sort of was happening simultaneously with these challenges where, you know, we were going to lockdown and um, I had to go online and... uh, you know, at the same time, all these artists that are on board, um, we have 16 at the moment, but at the time we had 12 and um, they were all very supportive and everyone sort of put their hand up and said, hey, I'm, I'm willing to stick around and what do you need? And um...
0: it's, really, it's really community at so many levels. You're creating your own community of artists mm-hmm. to support one another. You're embedding yourself in the community in a suburban environment to create, uh, you know, a, a piece of community that's not been there in the past. But you're also providing, I guess, nourishment and support for the greater community—not um, only of artists, but as a whole for humanity. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what that's what art really does.
1: And and them for me, it, <laughs> it's you know, it's reciprocal. It's the internal um, community. <laughs> yeah, it's look, it's the thing is, we're, everyone that works at Gallery Eleven Eleven is a professional, and they're my colleagues, and I learn from them. You know. Um, if anything and i'm i'm in awe of their talent and their enthusiasm and you know as i'm inspired as an artist by people's enthusiasm for something that for their subject you know whether it's gardening or um even bushland bush care or um if they're an, an activist for s- something that's really dear to them it's, so i would see that in these artists um and and these different mediums that i don't work with uh, and the way in which they um, nurture their own practice and then, you know, translate that into a lesson that helps someone connect to that and hopefully, you know, move forward with it in their own home or, in, you know, go on their own art journey. I mean, I'm just, I'm constantly taken aback um, by their, the other artists, their enthusiasm mm-hmm. and their um, dedication to uh, profession, being professional and um, but also being very personable. Um, that was always what I had in mind for the um, the gallery, that it was a, a safe space, that it was a healing space, that it was a, a space where you could come and have a conversation about an exhibition, about a body of work, about the narrative, about the artist's practice, the blood, sweat and tears behind the scenes, um, that I could, you know, provide um, a connection between the artist and the audience that they'd... Come together, rather than you know, come in and and um, you know. S- sometimes I'd go to a gallery myself, and I'd really want to know about the artist. You know, I'd be going home and doing my own research because I think, wow, I just I'm so inspired. I wonder what how, how did they get to this point? Mm-hmm. So I always had this um, idea that 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 would be my job, and I'd do that. I try and do that to the best of my ability and I try and honor their journey.
0: And, and yeah, you do talk a lot about, um, honoring them, them and their work and their journey and and their space. Uh, and that's obviously very, very important to you. But how do you make the decision about, um, what that space is going to look like? So for me, when you're, when you're speaking, you're talking about creating an educational space and Mm. an information space and a community space. Does it, does it just come together over time? This idea of the gallery or did you pick up? Um, how someone else has done it before? Did you have a mentor? How do you put together a community space?
1: It's really interesting. Um, I, I had actually had my work um, many years ago in cafes. I still do have some prints and whatnot. But um, and the local community in Epping was just always so supportive. Um, I recall one particular time where a piece of work had sold in a cafe, and um, it was over a decade ago. And I went to replace it during the day, and there was a, a beautiful young lady having um, a coffee. Oh, she was having cup of tea or a drink with her mum, and she. I, I could feel her watching me replace this work, and her mum sort of said, "Oh, you know, she's a big fan of art," and and um, and she just very, you know, confidently got up and started asking me about the behind the scenes. And I ended up spending about half an hour and she was so inquisitive and just, she was just so, she, she lit up and I, I just had this, you know, aha moment where I thought, wow, how lovely to be able to share what I do and what inspires me and, and how I actually came to, uh, create this. Mm. And maybe, just maybe she'll go on and that may inspire her to do it. And all these collective, you know, experiences within the community, I, I suppose they, Contributed somewhat to me creating the physical space. I started thinking about, you know, what would be a welcoming space. You know, hence the um, big glass walls at the front that I can open up. Um, You know, it's a light-filled space. It was always important to me that it was a sustainable space and that um, it was a positive space. And people comment about, you know, the amount of light makes them, you know, feel feel good. And I don't know every experience that I had in the community. Ten. To, to sort of I sort of collect these experiences and, and they then, I suppose helped me work with the architect to create the space. I uh, just wanted it to be uh, welcoming mm. and um, as I was welcomed as an artist in the community and I'm, I'm just eternally grateful for that. Um, I'm down in the local bush every day. that's one of my um, series, The Tree series you know, I've named the trees and we do free walks and tours down there connecting people to land. And
0: So it's very important that you understand, I guess, the surroundings if you're thinking about setting up such a community space, that you really understand, A, the community you're working with, that's obviously crucial, but also the environment and the space around it. Now, I wanted to ask you, because yours is very unique, you have built this space, this mm. gallery, um, and my understanding is it's off the back of your home, mm. so it's it's very much part of your personal space. Yes. Uh, how how did that go with the whole compliance thing and the building thing and creating a business from scratch thing? I mean, it's yeah. that would have been so many hurdles. How much time did it take you to get through all those
1: compliance hurdles? At least eighteen months. Um, there was a, you know, a few. Um, obstacles in terms of compliance and boundaries and uh, having to go back and forth and just you know working with the architect and the council and making sure that you know we were um, ticking the boxes and doing the right thing and um, then of course with building and insurance and you know there were were so many different things to consider and it was a learning everything was a learning experience Um, and you when you're new in this, it's just important to have lots of support and people that you can, um, who have maybe have had their own business or have their own business or, you know, that have this knowledge. Because really, yeah, I was literally starting from scratch. I mean, all I wanted to do was paint and share other people's journeys. So that was, I had my vision and that was quite, you know, tight. But then all of a sudden, you know, there's all these different things to consider. So I feel like it's just been this huge learning experience, um, but people have been very forthcoming with help and, you know, uh, educating me. Mm. Um, what sort
0: of people? What sort of people did you mainly seek, business
1: seek out? Own owners? Not specifically in the art art world, oh, right. but just people who have started from scratch. Um, I have a few friends who went from move from corporate years ago to you know their own business, and um, they've just been so helpful. Just in even in, in as far as. Um, you know creating like little or introducing me to different networks and Mm. um
0: so not so dissimilar from people who create or start their own small business which might be say a consulting arm or mm. or retail or, or something we think of more typically when we think of small business they were still able to give you that advice and support but who did you turn to to really understand the whole starting a new art gallery in suburbia or was that very much just jigsaw pieces falling into place
1: yeah, I think it was jigsaw pieces.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be the next mentor for the next person who comes along.
1: Uh, yeah, I look, it was jigsaw pieces, but that being said, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, all of those, you know, amazing artists, they all have their, they're not just artists. That's just one part of their. Uh, jigsaw puzzle you know they are business owners and they are um, also parents and you know they have different connections and they all brought forth you know a wealth of experience and um, you know um, I'm very grateful and I'm st- I'm still gaining from that experience I feel like collaboration that was always part of my vision but it's just gained so much momentum and the level of enthusiasm from those, you know, who have, you know, st- stood up and wanted to collaborate, um, it's just forever evolving and, and growing and possibilities are just endless. And I just think uh, if anyone is starting a small business, collaboration I think is just, it's, it's a gift. And when you can find like-minded people, you know, who share a passion and, and you know, sh- share your, your dream, um, it's just, it's so powerful. To work together, put heads together, and um, yeah, and that support as well, especially with COVID. You know, I I recall having um, when we first went into lockdown. I spoke to one of the artists, Teresa Small, and um, Sophie Horn, um, and we both came up with this. You know, on Zoom to have a, a supportive uh, little meeting every Wednesday where we could all be, you know, behind the scenes still painting in the background but just have a chat about what's going on and what our, our challenges were that week and how we were feeling and, you know, the feedback from all the artists was, you know, I, I actually couldn't wait for that Wednesday. Mm, um, they needed. Just, I, we just needed to just talk about what was going on because it was quite surreal. I mean, it's like the world sort of came to a, a standstill. It was... You know, and everything everything was put on hold, but having that collaboration, we still felt like we were growing together and supporting one another, and that just gave that little bit of light. Mm. And um, so, yeah, again, really grateful for that for my colleagues. With
0: it. The aspect of collaboration that can sometimes be
1: <clears throat> can sometimes be tricky
0: because you've got lots of people offering you lots of advice, mm. lots of bits and pieces, and and when it comes to the creative side, this is very much your vision and your baby. So, how do you take all those bits and pieces of ideas and gently accept some of them and reject others while still keeping in line with what you envisaged? Because I'm just seeing um, someone walking through your your space and saying, "Oh, you need more indoor plants." or, you know, you need to get rid of that wall because it's stopping the light from coming in. You've opened yourself up to all this assistance and all these opinions. How do you gently massage those relationships to ensure that everyone's kept in the loop?
1: That's such a good question. And even when you're asking that, as you're asking that, I'm recalling all (laughs) of this advice that made me feel a little uncomfortable at times. Look, I think um, the best advice is to... uh, uh, Allow yourself to get uncomfortable. I think the the advice slash constructive criticism, um, retrospectively, I think I can recall being, you know, oh, you know, having that feeling of, no, I've just poured everything into this, and, you know, you're unpacking it. Yeah, but I, I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for every bit of advice. I, I think that as uncomfortable as I may get at times with it. I've definitely taken it on board and it's been quite positive. Mm. So I think it's just about taking it on and, and, you know, seeing it as a bit of a gift and then working with that. And, and quite often when you're immersed in something, you're quite emotionally attached to it. You don't, it's like an artwork. You don't see where it could actually, um, benefit from a, a shifted perspective or see how, you know, that, you don't see the corners of things, or you know, yeah. because yeah, you and just put so And opening yourself much in. up to
0: having those opinions come in means that you're always open to change and to improvement. But it's the same with all small business owners. You you really grab hold of something, and you're so heavily involved that anybody coming in suggesting something can be sometimes construed as criticism. So I guess it takes that certain type of personality to really well collaborate with those people. We're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters here on Triple H 100.1 FM. When we return, uh, we're going to speak to Melanie a little bit more about the concept of innovation and why it's so important that uh, the creative community and the artistic community has so much to give in that regard. We'll be back after this. This episode of Small Biz Matters is proudly sponsored by the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman's Office. Led by Kate Carnell since its establishment only four years ago, Aspifio has provided education, advocacy and support, including free assistance if a small business is involved in a dispute. The office also provides assistance for disputes that fall under the franchising, dairy, horticultural and oil industry codes. Kate Carnell, as an independent advocate for small business owners, has the legislative power to influence our nation's lawmakers, ensuring legislation and regulations are put in place to help small businesses grow and in these times survive. Small businesses are the engine room of the economy and it's Aspifio's role to do all they can to ensure they have the freedom to innovate, employ and thrive well into the future. So today we're talking uh, about art. We're talking about the concept of innovation and how how to set up an entirely new creative business in the middle of a pandemic, which is what we were talking to Melanie before the break. Now, I want to speak to you, Melanie, now about the concept of innovation and where artists and the artistic world and creativity falls in that. Because absolutely, just because you're not a fintech company doesn't mean you also go through processes of innovation. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I, I think that uh, especially having, having a space, I'm, I'm constantly challenged to think of, of new ways of uh, reaching, you know, different audiences. And with that, I try and uh, when I plan the year ahead, I try and um, organise a different exhibition, different subject matter, a different medium each month uh, when it came to COVID and and lockdown and we, we couldn't exhibit, I had the option of going online, but didn't feel like that really fit the vision of my space. Um, because I, I do like to, um, have, uh, people enjoy a holistic experience. Mm. For example, you know, it may tie into the food that we, we have at the time or the, um, the connection between the artist and the artist having the conversation with the person on site—it's quite important. Um, so yeah, during lockdown, in terms of innovation and me having to go online, um, I had to, you know, think, uh, be constantly thinking of new ways of keeping things afloat and maintaining. And for example, I had a, a conversation with someone in the community, a lovely supporter and, and collector of my work. Um, she was, she had mentioned that her family usually went to Hamilton Island at that time and they were quite, you know, it was quite um, disappointing for the kids especially that they couldn't go. Um, She was showing me some beautiful images um, from their past holidays and I said, well, why don't I come up with a uh, Zoom um, workshop for the four of you, so, you know, um, two children and um, two adults that would um, facilitate for all of your levels of experience and you could paint that one scene so I'll sort of work work, and we did we we worked out this um this lesson for them and it was just wonderful it was wonderful and um I'm I'm grateful for being invited via zoom into their home to Mm -hmm. see them all you know and to see the way they um they related to one another during that whole process and then it, the feedback was so lovely. So then that became a bit of a, a thing where it was, you know, anyone in the community, if you feel like, you know, you want to jump online because you're at home and you want to break and uh, became a sort of father and daughter or, you know, a, um, a family situation. Uh, and then I came up with a couple of, um, you know, in reference to innovation, a couple of other Lessons where they were very achievable in terms of, you know, still life, mixed media, collage. I was teaching myself. I'd never really experienced a lot with collage, um, but a lot of play, a lot of experimentation um, and a lot of um, planning to ensure that the other person who I had um, the art materials delivered to or art scene at Westride, they facilitated little packages where people could go and pick them up. Um, and not have to have contact and we're all very COVID safe, you know. And then I'd jump online and I knew exactly what they had in front of them Mm -hmm. and it was all, I think the hardest thing for me was not being able to lean over their shoulder and say, if you just sort of tweak that or, you know. But people were just so beautiful. They were so um, supportive and uh, patient and they knew that I was still learning and it was all, you know, this everything was new Uh, and we worked together and I feel like, in those online workshops, I actually learnt a lot as well and it, it gave me a whole new level of business that I would never have had had I have not gone through those challenges. So that uh, that was great.
0: So it's like tech, planning and play, those yeah. those really important parts. But I think the play element is something that artists and the creative world do so well, uh, which meant that the innovation takes on a life of its own as well as being something new with, And different to what you would normally do in the, you know, the typical art space. And so I guess that's helped you grow as a business and it's opened your eyes to other ways that you can flourish after this is all over. You can continue to do those things and reach out to people.
1: Absolutely. And it certainly widened my audience. Um, You know, it's interesting because I do speak to quite a few people every day all over the world, you know, via Instagram and whatnot. We keep up with each other's journeys and especially with the gallery and, um, and it was great to have that. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're seeing people face to face rather than just through text. And so it, it yeah, it definitely, um, it, it, through that, it was scary because it was all this new technology that you know constantly even buying a webcam and setting just setting everything up but again those beautiful artists that I work with a couple of them are very tech savvy and um and they came and helped out so you know that collaboration came through again that mm. support so um I don't I I think it would have been a lot more difficult had I have not had that support you
0: yeah, know yeah yeah I do hear what you say so tell me about what's happening in the gallery at the moment Uh, and then a little bit about how people can find out more about the space and come and visit you.
1: Okay, so I actually have my work um, in there. I have the Tree, Ocean and Floral series that I've been working on forever. Um, So um, I'm inspired by my local um, surroundings, that being the National Park and local gardens, um, but also the Ocean series. So I have um, that on Uh, display until the 20th of February where Jane Latella then comes in, amazing watercolour artist, and she has her beautiful exhibition opening on uh, the 20th of Feb and that's called The Nostalgic and the Iconic and that's all about her memories of her childhood um, looking at spaces between Bondi and Sydney Harbour. Um, That's very exciting. So that will be for two weeks. And then we have... um, wonderful Murray Walsh coming in and he has his uh, exhibition, The Smell Before the Rain, um, or otherwise known as Petrichor. And that's all about um, the break of a three-year drought from Central West. Oh, wow. And about the colours and the textures flourishing and a lot to do with the small farming communities there. Uh, and then we move to um, two wonderful months with Uncle Bruce Shillingsworth, who is our... Um, most recent mentor and artist for the space. So he's actually been doing our connection to land down with our free tours of the national park where he gives an Indigenous perspective. So he's a water um activist for the waters, water for the rivers. Um and he's wanting to raise awareness toward um what's happening with the the rivers, the Murray Darling, and um he'll be working with other artists. Um, with a group exhibition where artists will come forward and um, gift an artwork for an exhibition, and then he'll have his solo exhibition mid-year, uh, acknowledging and honouring his ancestors. Uh, and we have a, a range of artists. We have Teresa Small, Rebecca Brady, Jane Blundell. Um, I'm collaborating at the end of the year with uh, Bronte. There's a just it just is ongoing. Every month there's something else uh, happening, something that's different from, you know, the month prior. Uh, workshops galore, three to four workshops, maybe five a month depending on, you know, what people are asking. Um,
0: Sounds fantastic. Yeah.
1: So tell exciting. us where, where
0: is exactly the space? Where okay, so we're
1: visit? a corner of Moulton and Norfolk Road in North Epping, Norfolk Road entry. So we're down, you know, in the leafy suburb of North Epping, absolutely beautiful. Um, I do have... Um, opening hours in terms of weekend fixed hours unless there's a workshop on and sometimes we leave the doors open when there's a workshop on so you can you know come in it depends on you know how much the participants need to concentrate but 11 till 3 on the weekend generally or um I'm more than happy to if I'm around come and open the doors just you know if you um text me or uh email you know info um at gallery 1111.net or we have our website, gallery1111.net. We're on Instagram, <laughs> we're on Facebook, um, LinkedIn, and um, always wanting to connect and I'm always open to suggestion in as far as, you know, new workshops, challenge me, I'll... You know, the most recent one was someone came up with anime. We need anime for you know twelve to eighteen oh year goodness. olds. Yes, what a great so, idea. Yeah, well that's we're into our second holidays with that. So we have the wonderful Janine Quinto who's coming this Thursday to facilitate that workshop, all dressed up in her cosplay outfit. So God, so much
0: yeah. there's just so much going on, and I think that what's what really makes the success of a community center and a community hub, which is what you've created so successfully. Look, thank you so much for coming on Small Biz Matters Day. It's been a having you on the program listening to your journey and your inspiration and, and the way that you've collaborated with other creative minds as
1: well so thank you so much oh thank you so much
0: this week's episode was proudly broadcast from triple h studios in sydney australia and sponsored by the office of the australian small business and family enterprise ombudsman if you've enjoyed listening go ahead and give us some thank you stars on your podcasting platform it would be much appreciated Then head to the Small Biz Matters website where you can listen to over 170 episodes, read more about our speakers and find out how to become a media partner. See you all next time.